Hey everybody, it's your GM Griff here. Just wanted to top off the episode with some thanks. Uh, we got a couple reviews this week. It was really awesome. It's always really great to get that kind of feedback on our podcast. It really excited us. Uh, so if anyone else wants to shoot us a review, go ahead and hop on iTunes and do that for us. We would love that so much, and we'll probably post you on our Twitter page as long as you don't mind. On top of that, we started a Discord recently. Would love if some of our fans would hop in and join us. We're in there catching Pokemon and chatting about the show, chatting about other shows. We actually have some great people from other podcasts in there as well. But that's enough from me because I really want to get into this episode so welcome to episode 23, Weapons of Mass Discussion. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 23, guys. First thing I want to know, obviously, is what the hell are you guys drinking? Slurp. <sighs> good evening, Griffin. That's a hams. Sounded like a nice hams. Yeah, it's a good one. Slurp. Which, which yeah. part of the fridge did it come from? Uh, top left, about halfway back. Okay, so it it's wasn't premium cold zone. It wasn't one of the back boys. No, one of, it wasn't one of the back boys. I'm saving those for the weekend. There's yinglings hidden back there, by the way, that we found. Ooh. Oh, really? <laughs> They're There's also a, yours. That I know. can of uh, Natty that's been in our fridge since, uh, since I think you moved. Since, no, it was when Brooks found that can in somebody's car when we went brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In the summertime. Yeah. In the summertime. Oh. It like fell out of the car. I got extra. It didn't, didn't puncture. You know what? Maybe for a, uh, for special occasion, like episode 50 or something, I'll drink that can on air. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Get botulism. I think, <laughs> let's I, move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Brooks, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Goliath brewing Pompeii. Pompeii, baby. That's out of a city. Iowa somewhere? I think that was the Iowa one. Out of this world. Yep. Iowa. Iowa. Indeed. But it doesn't I, that state doesn't really have cities, does it? It definitely has Ames, the best city in the world. <laughs> okay. But I think I think that now is a great time to bring up something very special for Steve. What? The single member. Or like Jeez, the single Christ, person on our podcast, Stop. Jeff Bezos, is now a single man, Steve. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? It means that if you're willing to, Jeff Bezos is now single, you too can be ultra rich like him. Can you imagine what? the sponsorships we might get if you slept with Jeff Bezos? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, Steve. For $137 billion. That's true. I've slept with plenty of women that I didn't want to. But, um, uh, <laughs> oh, Good God. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Haley, what are you drinking? I'm drinking vodka and uh, strawberry crystal light. Nice. Uh, 
I, I, I don't want to add anymore to this. I do want to circle back. I do want to circle back. Brooks texted me this morning saying, I have a surprise for you on air. And I got excited. A little did I know it's just going to be some dumb bullshit about Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I thought you were going to get iced or something. Yeah, so did I. I told you guys it wasn't really that big of a thing. <laughs> well, it's it's billions of dollars big. It's, it's pretty big. So. I mean, we thought that Charmin sponsorship was going somewhere, but... Get Bezos. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's like, even if we got both Hams and Charmin and White Claw, mm. nothing to Amazon. That's true. But what are you drinking, Emily? Next step, I'll sleep with the CEO of Alibaba or something. I don't oh, know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? I mean, there are so many other. <laughs> All right. I am drinking vodka and orange Mio. Vodka and orange Mio. Nice. As for me, I'm drinking that classic Ikmer drink, vodka water and green Mio. Nice. Quite a bit of vodka. Yeah, a lot of vodka. There's a lot of vodka in the house for whatever reason. So, guys... um, Actually, Steve brought something to my attention I wanted to clear the air about. Uh, speaking of him sleeping with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So, if you, uh, you want to see me sleep with Jeff Bezos, just hashtag Steve sells out. Steve sells out. <laughs> I mean, for $137 billion, <laughs> I don't know that's selling That's selling out. Baby. <laughs> so... Um, if you should, if you if you think I should save myself for marriage, hashtag <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, it's a hashtag Steve. Your body is a temple. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited to see the Twitter feed after this one releases. So I wanted to clear the air. Apparently, it's been 23 episodes and we've never mentioned this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people said, you know, we have a little bit of chemistry. Uh, Haley and I are dating. <laughs> so those Breaking of you that news. <laughs> those of you that didn't pick up on that, which apparently there are some, that's also a thing. Yep. This was brought to my attention. Needed to clear the air. Needed to clear the air. Yep. So um, I just want to do one quick little plug at the top of the podcast. Uh, we just started a Discord I know we mentioned it last week, but we would love for those of you that listen to us to hop in and chat with us. We've been having a blast in there. We got rooms to catch Pokemon, talk about TTRPGs, talk about what are you drinking, talk about cooking, talk about yeah, other podcasts. And we have a bunch of people from other podcasts in there. I know we have like the Wheeler Woe Boys. We have some people from Eterna and LCP, Hex Grade Heroes. We've got... Uh, actually, Black Patio Net, uh, we have uh, some guys from Rocks and Rune Lords, which just released this week, I think. Um, ton of awesome people in there. And if I missed you, I'll call you out next week. Yeah. Um, Cosmic Crit. Oh, we got Wheeler Cosmic- Woe and Cosmic Crit. Or, well, I already said Wheeler Woe. We got Cosmic Crit and uh, Within the Waves in there, too. I yeah. know Emily's in there. Um, really great group of folks. And then some just really knowledgeable tabletop people just hanging out in there. So feel free to join us. We got links all over social media and that kind of shit. And then we got links on the website. So hop in and maybe if we get enough people listening in on our little discord, maybe Horace will make a little appearance on the voice chat. 
Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Boy. So, guys, I want to get right into it because you guys entered into this veritable treasure trove in the prison of Harrowstone. You found all kinds of items. And then I left you off on a couple of special items. Eclipse, you saw a battle axe. Lyra, a flute. Matumbe, some holy symbols. And Ikmer, you saw a hammer. And then you all saw a special-looking book. So that's where we enter. You guys are in this secret room of a vault. What are you doing? Eclipse would like to grab the battle axe. So Eclipse reaches out and grabs this battle axe. And she holds the handle and her eyes roll back. And when Eclipse looks down, she sees that these are not her arms, but Longer arms, more flesh-colored arms. And she sees, she's in the dark. And there's a woman, maybe 15 feet away from her. The woman doesn't seem to notice her. In her right hand is the same axe. Eclipse has no control of herself as she starts slowly walking forward. And then she starts laughing. (laughs) And she can't stop herself from laughing as she raises the axe and brings it down on the back of this woman's head. And she can see the gore splatter up over this body that isn't hers. And the axe raises and falls and raises and falls, chopping this woman into bits. And then she returns to reality, shaking. With object reading, Eclipse, you recognize this as a plus one medium battle axe. But can use <laughs> you also recognize the ribbon. As you came to, it's kind of weird. But this ribbon seems wrapped around your wrist as you're holding this axe. It ain't coming off, is it? The ribbon is what's known as an effortless lace. And what that does is it reduces the attack penalty by two of any item that is wielded that is a size category too large for you. Oh, you're such a nice GM. Aw, yeah. Once it is attached to an item, it (laughs) cannot be removed from that item. So say you wanted to take this ribbon off and put it on another weapon, it would become a useless piece of cloth. But right now, it's shimmering magically. Although the blood splatters on the axe and the ribbon still remain. That is fantastic. Neat. What are the rest of you doing? Is there... Is Eclipse in her dream state 
moving at all or No, it literally okay. looks like she kind of enters this and you've seen her do this before. She grabs an item and it looks like her eyes roll back in her head. And she remains still for a moment and then seems to come to. And every time she comes to, she seems to be able to tell you about whatever item she's been holding. So it looks relatively the same for the three of you. But to Eclipse, I think it's it's kind of like when she touched the the gargoyle and saw a little bit more than maybe she's used to seeing. Yeah. Um, Ikmer isn't about to uh, touch Eclipse while she's in her uh, dream state or in any sort of fashion that she may not uh, appreciate. So he would leave her. Uh, well, assume assume she. You guys like wait for a second, and she comes out of it. Okay, then yes, Ikmer would wait. So, is anybody doing anything, or are you gonna have Eclipse kind of go around the room and feel out these items? I touch everything. I think that makes the most sense. Okay, uh, Eclipse, I've got an <laughs> item. Ooh. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Did Ikmer just hit puberty? <laughs> He is 13. Ikmer got his first three pubes, and he's getting real horny. Uh, Ew. And you can probably count one facial hair. Don't forget that one. It's important. Okay. Besides the peach fuzz. Besides the peach fudge. (laughs) Peach fudge. (laughs) Peach fudge. We need to we need to clean this episode up fast. This is. I think we need to find out where we could buy Pete's fudge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Eclipse, you're going around the room then. What is the next item you pick up? I will... Oh, symbols. No, now. Oh, come on. No, I'm kidding. I'll grab that. I'll grab all the holy symbols. So you grab... Yeah. And you realize this chain is almost tangled beyond... You know when... And you girls might know better than these two, but when, when you have like a gold or a silver chain and it gets so knotted that it's like impossible to undo. Yeah. You almost have to buy a new chain. That's, that's what these, that's what these symbols. It's like, it's like 12 chains had wrapped together into this rat's nest of a, of a blob of a chain, but, but all the chains hang separately and you grab it. And again, your eyes roll back. And you see a parish of people in front of you. You're in what looks like a church or a temple. And then the doors in the back burst open. Thugs file in to this building, knives in hand, And they stake out and stick up each parishioner as your sermon turns into a demand, a demand for gold or blood. And then you snap out of it. Eclipse, you can tell that these chains are not overtly magical. 
you feel like trace remnants of magic on them, but you don't think like, hey, if I had these chains in my pocket, they're going to give me a natural armor bonus, essentially. <laughs> Uh, you know that they would all work as holy symbols for their faith, but you're not sure that they have any lasting benefit beyond that. Are you grabbing another item? Well, first I'm going to give those to Motumbe and say, sorry, no luck here, just uh, some regular old symbols and pass those on over. Motumbe, do you examine those when you get them? Um, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and roll a knowledge religion just to see what's on there. Sure. Okay, that is a 12. A 12. Again, these, obviously, you recognize first the symbol of phrasma. You could see that. I mean, you could feel that even if you put they put them in your hand. You... Also recognize the symbol for Shaylin, the symbol for Abadar, the symbol for Iomade, Caden Callion, Ergothoa, surprisingly. Oh. You recognize the symbols of Dagon, which you weren't expecting. Somehow you know this one, though. Okay. You recognize Lao Shao Po, which, again, is not a common... Very obscure. ...god in Galarian. You recognize Desna. You recognize Rovagug. You recognize Zankuthan. And you recognize Grotius. Wait, is this Ed Turner? <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, yeah. Is it, it, are those all of the holy symbols, or are there still some I don't recognize? No, there are 12 symbols. There's 12 symbols? I think I said 12. Did I not? I wasn't counting. Let's say you said 12. Okay. And there are two you don't recognize. <laughs> I only said 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, so Matumbe is going to look down at this very concerned... And, uh, and speak to himself. The only thing worse than people who do not know what they preach or do not know what they believe in are those who profess falsely. This father charlatan is the worst kind of scum. As Matumbe is examining these holy symbols, I imagine Eclipse has moved on to the next item. Yep. What does she grab? grab the flute. Okay. You hold this flute in your hand and once again have a vision. This time a dolorous dirge emits from your lips as you expertly play the same flute, although it looks less tarnished than it is currently. And as you play this music, you hear buzzing. 
A sturge flaps down and lands on your shoulder. And you whisper, Go forth, my pet. Go forth and feed. And then you snap back to reality. Ah, Lyra? I think it's okay if you um, keep this, but... Maybe some Sturges will come if you play. But also, maybe you control them. I don't really know. Ooh, I'll practice with this one then very carefully. In a locked room, please? Yeah, maybe the interior of the prison. <laughs> okay. Is she checking out the other items? Yeah, I'm gonna gonna go for the hammer next. You go to the hammer. Yeah. And you grab the handle. And this time, I think I think it surprises the rest of the party that you kind of crumple over. And you sit hunched over on your knees. And you see a woman lit by moonlight. And you have this weird thought. You think her skull, it looks just like my wife's. Maybe if I just took a piece of it, I could make everything better. I could solve everything. I could go back home. And so you approach the woman, hammer in hand, and knock her unconscious. And then we fade back. As if that's all this person did. <laughs> uh, e- e- Eclipse, you, you fell over on that one. Uh, are you okay? Uh, Ick, don't touch it. Uh, okay, okay. Open, open the bag. Bag of holding is open. I'm gonna put it in here. No one grab it. And I just drop it. You put it in the bag of holding? Yep. Okay. Um, Just because we're saying you did object reading, that is a a plus one light hammer. Okay. And then there was one item. The spell book? Yes. Yeah. So you pick that up. And your eyes roll back once again, but this time it's different. This time you look down and it's your own arms. And your own body. And you remember the place. You're in the Restlands. And you think to yourself, Why is my name on that tombstone? And you look at the tombstone and you're confused and you see Eclipse on the tombstone and you see Born dead. And then you see the name fade and you see Jasmine Phoenix. 
and then you fade back. Guys, uh, a while ago, I saw some stuff, like, you know, my name on a tombstone. Uh, but this book made me see that again. Where, where did you see this? Or, uh, we or? were just tired and we were burying that bird. In the restlands? Yeah. I see. But we were really tired and so I just thought I was seeing stuff. Yeah, that was Arenel, right? Mm-hmm. We were burying Arenel, and yeah, we had just fought a bunch of birds, and we fought, we figured out the fountain, and we fought some gargoyles, and we did all of that stuff. So I just thought I was so tired, but then this book, when I touched it, it did it again, and then it faded to the same name that my name faded to last time. Was uh, your name fully spelled out? Or were any letters missing? Uh, no. It was uh, definitely my full name. And and I die, rec- I die soon. <laughs> According to that. This is certainly distressing. E- Eclipse, I, I mean, we can... I, I know I will do everything I can to, to make sure that you, you don't die anytime soon. You have my word. Oh, thanks, thanks, Hick, but I, I'm just more worried about why why this book is also showing me that. Maybe we don't use the book. And how, how about I take a look at that book? And Matumbe, you look at the book, and you are a man that writes spells in books. That's right. And you can very well tell that there are spells in this book. That's right. <laughs> Because that's a thing you do. That's right. Would you like to know what spells? Matumbe doesn't give that much of a shit about the uh, the vision. Just wants to know what spells are in that book. It's so, like he can't be left. The spells in this book include comprehend languages, dispel magic, false life, gust of wind, illusory script, levitate, Mage Armor, Magic Missile, and Summon Monster 4. Wow. Now, I know some of those are definitely, just just off the cuff, are not on the Inquisitor spell list, but some of those are as well. I'll listen back and see what I can copy over. All right. Sounds good. All right. So you know that this is a spell book. You know that you've gotten two plus one weapons out of the room. Out of character, I am not 100% sure what uh, class would cast those type of spells. I think there might be a couple that that would be able to cast all of them. So what I will do is I'll let, I'll let any of you that has the skills roll a uh, knowledge local or knowledge arcana, either one. Um, to and the DC might be decently high, but to to be able to kind of discern from the spell book, hey, I think this is likely a you know blank spell book. Oh, perfect! This is right up Ikmer's alley. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I figured well, he just roll a survival check on well, the pages and be like. Well, while holding the book, Matumbe rolls a knowledge arcana. That's a 15. With a 15. And this comes very easily. You you know that it's a it's an arcane caster. Yeah. Um, further, just by the way, maybe the spells are written. You're leaning towards like a wizard or a sorcerer, but you're not positive. You think it would be that combination of spells wouldn't be likely for someone that's like a magus or you know. It, it just seems like the like especially I think the summon monster four is kind of cluing you off that it's it's someone that's likely you know gets their spells earlier than others is is more capable with magic sure um is there a type of check I can make maybe it's knowledge local maybe it's not to associate this book with one of the five bad people yeah actually um Make me a, and I think it's because, so make me a knowledge local, I think is the best, or knowledge history, whichever you're better at. If you need help, I have history. Um, mine are the same, so let's go history. And Eclipse will aid then. Motherfucking two. <laughs> I guess I have to Go aid. ahead and aid. Well, I rolled a natural 15, so I definitely ate it. Cool. All right. That is a uh, eight total. Eight a total. garbage. It's a garbage. <laughs> eight you total. in there, Emily? Do you have uh, knowledge history? I do actually have knowledge history, but I also rolled a two. Can I oh. just try and roll by myself? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> so, so that was a six. So what's going to happen is... I think Ikmer could have rolled better. With, with an eight... You, you can't really associate this to one of the prisoners, but you're getting that, like, nagging familiarity. You think if you – you get this thought that, like, maybe if I went and, and, and dug through the files or asked Vissoriana about it, I might be able to, like, you know, know exactly who this went to. Eclipse, I, be- I believe this spellbook be- belonged to one of the five, as did these other items. But I also do believe that this person was a powerful caster, some sort of arcane magician. And though I do not know which one of the five was an arcane magician, I think we can narrow it down pretty easily. Um. Also, Matumbe, we probably know the battle axe is probably the lopper, right? I believe so. The holy symbols have to be Father Charlatan. And the flute has to be the piper. Okay. So we're between the splatter man and one more. I can't remember. The splatter man sounds like a caster to me. (laughs) And then the other one is the marshwater marauder. Moss water. Moss water. Uh, I can't oh. even read my own I mean, And Neither of those really sounds like... I'm between... So you yeah. you so remember like, now that Eclipse has helped you narrow it down mm-hmm. by kind of knocking the items off the list. You remember that the Splatterman used magic. 
Oh, okay. Ah. So I couldn't tell if the Splatterman hit people in the head with a hammer and then splattered, or if he was magic. That's no, you guys, I- you guys learned a little bit about him. I think you you might remember that he was like a disgraced professor at some point. Gotcha. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Good job, guys, gang. We solved the mystery. <laughs> you saw which item goes with what. Now, how are they useful? Aside from being some of them plus one weapons. Outside of character, I think we can totally use them as leverage and bait. I never want to let go of the battle axe. That's okay. Just we can still use it as bait, though. Okay. We're pretty excited to potentially be able to control the Sturges. She would like that power. <laughs> I mean, I know They've you're been plaguing really- you all AP. Thus <laughs> <laughs> far, for 23 fucking episodes, every time Lyra sings after like episode eight, it's been, do I hear buzzing? <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, why'd I introduce that so early? I mean, if you hear buzzing, it's probably bats. It's probably a bat. <laughs> it's probably bats. It's probably bats or a flying fish. Some sort of, some sort of fish. Yeah, I was, I was wondering when you were. How you play the flute underwater, Lyra? There's, you'd be surprised. It's not that bad being underwater. You can basically do anything there. Aside use, from using air to blow you're, through a flute. So you're, you're telling me that under the sea? <laughs> That's where it's better. Down where it's wetter? Oh my god. Please Take stop. It from me. <laughs> Please fucking stop. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so what are you guys doing now? You have a couple options. It's late. You could rest. You could press on. You could check out. I mean, you, you have a couple leads, right? You you know Vasoriana is still there to answer questions. You know that the now that you have the items. Maybe that's an outlet. Maybe you could start searching in in the offices. You saw that there was like a filing system there. We we also do have more items though that we picked up in this evidence locker or evidence room or whatever. You do. You certainly do. And um, if you want to make me like appraise checks, you could try a detect magic, that kind of thing. Yeah. First and foremost, I would like to check out this jangly sack I have. <laughs> Um, Do you want which to you touch have it? not opened. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, I want to open up the jangly sack. Let you, me know if I need to touch any items. All right, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, man. Just reach on I in. might not just, need you. Why we'll don't see. you just touch the jangly sack? Just reach on in. I already oh. asked, and he didn't respond. Ooh, must not have been a nice touch. <laughs> Good God. So, lady. This sack, you open it up, and it contains shurikens. Is that how you say it? Ninja stars? Shurikens. 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 A shuriken. It contains, it contains 12 of them. Uh, yeah, Igber sure would know. He's been to the mall. Sure, it can. Sure, it can. I mean, it can fly very fast. It can so we'll call them ninja things. stars. All right. There are 12 of them. Cool. In the sack. That's what's jingling in metal in the sack. Okay. And, um, well, I was going to ask if I can detect magic, but I can't do that. Oh, what a shame. Lyra's the only one that can fucking detect magic. Can you detect magic on the, uh, on, on the jangly sack and the punching dagger? Yeah, sure. You don't detect magic. All right, cool. Uh-huh. 
Your, ma- your sack's not magic. So Lyra noticed a painting and also a medallion. And if she can pick them up, she would pick them up and carry them over to Eclipse to have her look Praise. at them. Yeah. Sure. Eclipse, go ahead and appraise this. Not a fantastic rule. Actually, Ikmer does have that as well. A praise? Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, a natural. I still got 15, but that's about it. Oh, well, so we'll see. Roll higher. 17. Damn, Ikmer's showing you up time and time again. I, I've seen this uh, maybe a couple of times on the caravan trips. Uh, some of the people were carrying something similar. What, the antique roadshow? I do a lot of traveling, okay? (laughs) So, you would both know that the medallion is worth about 50 gold. The painting is worth about 100 gold. If you made a knowledge history check, you might know a little bit more about either item. Who is making it, and the other two will help. I've got a plus four. I also have a plus four. I have a plus seven. Okay, we'll help. (laughs) Uh, I saw Eclipse's face. <laughs> Eclipse's face? Well, Haley's face. <laughs> Haley's face. Let's start with me. I got a nine, so I do not aid. I rolled a 19. Yes, you do. Nine on you the die? Nine out of ten. Yeah, I got a five. Oh. Oh. oh, that's rough. I rolled a 19, so I definitely ate. Oh. Got 16 total. 16 total is enough to know that the medallion looks like it's from the Shining Crusade, but you don't really know much more. And you know that the painting is Talden. You know it's of Stavian the First, but again, you don't really know much more beyond that. If, if you want, I can uh, cut it out of the uh, the frame and uh, make it smaller. I'd imagine Ikmer would do that, like, uh, you guys seen that repainted Jesus painting? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made it better, guys. I'll paint right over it. I think it just needs a little touch-up. <laughs> Restoration. <laughs> are either of them magical? Neither is magical, uh, but but you, you roughly think that the two are worth 150 gold. That's quite a bit. All right. Was there anything else, or is it time to go? Uh, you didn't detect magic on the dagger, the punching dagger, or the oh, sh- or the ninja stars. Yeah, like you did not detect magic on them, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yes, but you didn't appraise them. Uh, you also didn't look at the war razor. Uh, how much are they worth at a twenty-two appraise? At a twenty-two appraise, you can tell that. All of the ninja stars are masterwork. The punching dagger is masterwork, and the war razor is masterwork. So more money. And if I throw those thieves' tools in there, you knew those were masterwork. Those masterwork. Okay. Yeah, but you're probably going to want those. Yeah. Yes. Eventually, maybe if anyone ever has disabled device, if we learn any new skills. So, you guys have checked out your items. I'm going to say you spent about an hour in this room at this point. It's still, like, it's dark out, but I'm going to say you're not, like, super tired. It might be, like, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. What are you doing? 
Ikmer uh, really just wants to check on Milady and make sure that she uh, rests okay in her spirit form. Does Ikmer always talk in the third person? (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) So you want to go to Vesoriana. What's everybody else's plan? I mean, I would I would be okay with a quick pop over to uh, Vasoriana, show her that we found everything, make sure there's nothing else we're missing. And if there's nothing else we're missing, maybe we rest for the night in the warden's office. Okay. Agreed. Let's uh, do absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. I'm perfectly fine with that. You guys kind of know the way at this point. You know pretty much the layout of the first floor. Uh, aside from, like, the one or two rooms you haven't visited. So you head to Vissoriana's room, and again, you see the the skeletal arm reaching out of the pile of scraps, and again, she kind of, as a shimmering puff of smoke, comes into his existence. Hello again, my friends. What news have you? We found the items that you were talking about that belonged to the five. And then she'll hold up the flute that that she grabbed. Ah, yes. Please bring them forward. (laughs) Miss me with that shit. I'm going to have to put ghost effects on this. I don't need another ghost hands. Lyra wants to do a sense motive real quick on her. Ooh, ghost hands. And uh, so I still get a plus two to a wisdom today, and I'm going to apply that right now. Okay. Uh, so all together, that's a 22. Lyra can tell that she seems good intentioned. She seems curious to see what you found, but I think it's more of like a confirmatory, like she's almost like, oh, you say you found the items. Let me make sure you found the items. Okay. If that's the case, then Lyra would uh, walk up with the flute. So Lyra brings up the flute, and Vissoriana asks, What would you like to know? Can this be used to control the flying creatures? Ah, yes. You may have encountered the Sturges around this prison. They answered to the Piper of Ilmash before his passing. His flute used to beckon them towards him, but he could control them. He treated them as pets. Maybe By playing the flute, you could do the same. I could use a few pets. Is there any way that I can use this flute to harm the spirit or trap them somehow? I believe hearing his own music would anger the piper, but but also hurt his sense of pride. If you were able to play as well as him, well, I think that would damage his spirit. 
But Lyra, have you tried to play this instrument? I have not. I'm musically inclined. I love to sing, and I'm pretty good at it. My voice carries quite a few properties, but I never really played many instruments. Be very careful. And I say this to all of you, if you've all found items belonging to the five, there's evil spirits cling to these items. While they may provide benefits to you, and I'm sure they will, it is likely they will harm your spirit in some way too. Take heed. Thank you for the warning. We'll be much more careful and only use them when we need to. Does anyone else? Ah, Vissoriana. I really love this battle axe. Uh, Is there anything you can tell me to make it so it's easier for me to use it? Or is it just going to harm me every time? Ah, Eclipse... It was a fine axe, but used for innumerable evil deeds. I believe if you were to use it on the lopper, it would cleave through him, whether he be spirit or flesh. But he coveted that axe. Be careful. Or you may not be able to let go of it either. Uh, That might be, I mean, like, that might not be a bad thing, right? It's a good axe. It does seem to be, does it not? Eclipse, that doesn't seem quite right. Why, Why would you say that? I mean, I understand it being a good weapon, but... You you have to be able to let go of it. You can't chop all the time. I guess I guess that's true. Gotta gotta use your words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does anyone else ask Visoriana anything? Yes. Militi Visoriana. <laughs> oh we gonna Militi again? Just dying over here. <laughs> We got a lot of feedback on the milady from last episode. Turns out that's a neckbeard thing that we shouldn't be doing. Little little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. Little did we know we had to put away our dewy intendies for this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you guys, because we want to be us. We want to live in our basements and Our mom's crowd. basements. Yeah, you know, it's really disappointing that I get shamed for my katana collection. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And a man like me can't own a pair of size, and that's a problem. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right, okay. circling back to what we're actually trying to do. Um, Visoriana, I I believe I have two artifacts that belong to two different ones of the five. I believe I have this chain of holy symbols that belong to Father Charlatan. Ah, yes. 
Those symbols did in, indeed belong to that false priest. It's funny. He was very re well respected by the prisoners while he was here. My husband used to tell me about how he could just stir up hostility or admiration at the drop of a hat. He had his way with words. I think if you have those chains, well, the spirits of the prison are unlikely to harm you, but there's likely a cost. You see, Father Charlatan was no cleric, no holy man. I believe if, if you were to attempt those type of doings, things like trying to cure people, trying to heal people, trying to do good, trying to be favored by a god, your god may turn against you for holding something like this. And so I worry about you, Matumbe, a follower of Rasma, what that might do. The Lady of Graves may turn her back on you if you were to hold this evil man's collection. That this man presumes to speak for the gods, though he does not, is the gravest offense to not only my faith, but the other faiths represented on this tangle of obscenity. I believe that this man, though he may not be the number one adversary to the rest of my party, is the one that offends me the most. And Milady Visoriana, thank you for letting me know what this could do to me. You're welcome, Matumbe. What, would you like me to hang on to that for you, Matumbe? Ikmer, though it pains me to give it up for slaying or putting the, the, the spirit of Father Charlatan to rest will be my, will be my quest. I do want you to hang on to this. Uh, I, I believe that you can help me. That is exactly right. With both of our powers and we work together, we can slay him, but I'd rather you be safe and not hang on to it. Okay, so Matumbe gives it to Ikmer. So Ikmer now has this tangle of holy symbols. And in the bag of holding has the uh, hammer. Would he show this to Vissoriana as well? Uh, just open up the bag, not... I think because it enters into an extra-dimensional space, you actually have to, like, pull something out of the bag. But isn't, it, isn't the, like, the thing that you want always on top? I guess that's true. I guess you, it, like, if you open the bag, she would be able to see the hammer, yeah, if that's what you're... She would also be willing to pull it back out. She just doesn't want... She feels like... So she's already, like, you know, she's kind of screwed over already because she's touched everything. Yeah. So she'd be willing to touch it again. She just doesn't want to potentially infect anyone else. Sure. So Eclipse pulls it out, shows it to Vissoriana. What does she say? Um, Vissoriana, this, this hammer, um, it, it made me crumple to the ground. Uh, it was, it was 
a very, very vivid vision that I saw. What, what do you know about this one? Ah, uh, that would be the Mosswater Marauder's Hammer. Eclipse, you're very sensitive to emotions, correct? Uh, I guess so, yeah. That's where you draw your power, correct? Yeah, it's it's good to have emotions, though. Not in the Mosswater Marauder's case. Oh. You see, that man entered into a sadness that that turned into hate and rage and then obsession. He killed his wife and then spent the rest of his days killing to try and bring her back. It was a strange case because unlike most of the other prisoners here, he was a man of good repute, an honest man, a man that that seemed to be a man of the people, a blacksmith, well known in his village. Until one day, he must have just snapped. And so I think that might be why you were overcome by this item. It is the ultimate death of emotion. The man became something he ultimately never was. What would you like to know about this item? I I honestly so like this is out of character, but I don't I don't know if you would be able to handle it. Like even being on it or like holding on to it. She would probably not knowingly, but probably start crying even hearing this and want to get rid of it. It's that is gonna be way too much for her. So I, ma- I imagine Eclipse probably wow. drops it on the ground probably. in front of Vissoriana. Realistically, Eclipse is probably going to cry, like, without her knowledge and, like, drop it and, and just start backing away. This is not this is not where she's comfortable at all. So she drops it in front of Vissoriana. Does she say anything to her? D- 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 death of emotion? Death of emotion. And, like, it's literally, I, I mean, like, that's it. She's going to back away. Like, you guys have heard it. But that's, like, that's my whole power. If, yeah. if emotion's okay. gone. Matumbe walks up to the hammer. A <laughs> fairly even-tempered man. A fairly even-tempered <laughs> like man. Like, the opposite. <laughs> Does he pick it up? He picks up oh. the hammer. Death of emotion, you say. What power lies in the death of emotion? Power lies in the unbalanced. Unbalanced. <laughs> Triggered. You see. He dropped it too. <laughs> he starts crying. <laughs> you see, this hammer disturbs those that are not emotionally balanced. It breaks them. If you were to use this against the Mosswater Marauder, I believe 
it would be a powerful tool to you. It would stop him from entering his rages. But its effects may wear off on you, Matumbe. You seem a balanced man. I would hate to see you lose that sense of balance. So take heed and be careful. You may be the only one that can truly control himself enough to wield this weapon against that spirit, but you may lose yourself. Soriana, the man I am today is not the man I was ten years ago. I am familiar with losing myself, and if vanquishing this fiend causes me to change again, it is a price I am willing to pay. It is a price I have already paid. Then you know what you're paying for. Absolutely. In the meantime, Matumbe, it might be best to just kind of put it back in the bag. But, but yes, I, 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 we should put it, <laughs> put it back in the bag. I don't want to hang on to this. Okay. That, good call. And then there's one item left. Yes. This Visuriana. Though I am a man of the book, I carry another book. <laughs> what is the deal with this book? What's in the book? <laughs> ah, this is the Splatterman spellbook. A powerful wizard. As I suspected. You didn't suspect sorcerers use spellbooks, did you, Matumbe? Absolutely not. That would be preposterous. Good. <laughs> Based on my detective work, I also drew the same conclusion. He, 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 he also said, I believe she is a wizard, and I said, that is correct. <laughs> God damn it. We were right on the money. <laughs> Oh, God. Boy detective by night, mall ninja by day. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of character. This book was written by a man consumed with jealousy and pride. I believe taking this book from him might have been... The worst moment of the Splatterman's life. He had no remorse for what he did. He didn't care about the people he killed or tortured. He even lost sight of what he used to teach as a professor. Coveting power. That was all he wanted. He gained it through magic. He used this book to kill. And taking this book away made him far weaker than the formidable foe he was. If you 
are like him and prize your arcane abilities, well, this book might make you too prideful. You may covet its contents and covet your own abilities, but if you destroy his most prized possession in front of him, that man, I don't think his spirit could withstand that. Though I have very little love in my heart, I have even less for the arcane arts. I don't think destroying this book or being tempted by it is something I need to worry about. Sure, does Matumbe hold on to the book? Yeah, there's some spells in there I gotta copy down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not tempted by this book. Scribble, scribble, scribble. scribble. (laughs) Not at all. I don't need any of these spells except for Summon Monster 4. (laughs) Summon Monster 4 isn't on you. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Okay, my lady. I think it's time for for us to go to bed and, you know, sleep like we do at bedtime. Um, Vesoriana, tomorrow you might feel some disturbances with these spirits. We plan to go downstairs. Do you I, have any advice? I pray you're strong enough. Me too. Me too. Don't all look at me at once. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing? You me heading too. back heading back to the heading back to the warden's office? Yep. Definitely. Okay, so you head back there. Were we gonna check out those offices? Well, it was kind of one of those things where it was like you think, like, the files in the offices might have had information on the prisoners, but Vesoriana was a pretty good source of information. My lady? Was a pretty good source of information, indeed. So I don't think we really need to anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's up to you. I mean, you can certainly spend, like, I mean, especially, well, Igmer's kind of illiterate, but Igmer doesn't really have to rest as much as the rest of everybody that's regaining spells. See, while everybody else is sleeping, Igmer would study the blade. <laughs> All right. Does, well, he, does he steal the ninja stars? <laughs> Start throwing them at the training dummies in the other room. I, th- I think maybe if we're going to the warden's office and we s- we decide, you know, yeah, we're going to take some time to go through all these files, and we start going through the files, maybe like fifteen or thirty minutes deep, and realize that it's just the same stuff we've been hearing, then we might make that executive decision that yeah, it's not worth our time. Or okay. a little so, bit of time. So you, to guys, like, you guys yeah, head not. to the. You guys head to the. I mean, there are four offices and four of you. They all contain files. Would you each like to split up and start kind of looking at the files? Sure. Yeah. Unless anybody disagrees with me. Nope, I'd sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, Ikmer's not going to put his heart into it. Pretty He's real, not going to put his heart. I didn't think Ikmer would really, you know, try his best at studying, but well, that was just a thought I had. I mean, both, both in character and out of character, I don't think, like, we've got the information that we think that is entire, like, in, for, through the entire. You think you have complete inv- information, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Out of character, I totally agree with you. I think we maybe if, if we started to look and it just looked like stuff we heard, we would just, like, quit. Be like, this is a waste of time. Okay. It's not worth it. So I need everybody to make me, if they have it, 
And because you're in the filing cabinets, you can actually make these untrained. Each of you will get a plus two on top of your regular bonus. I need everyone to make me either a knowledge history or a knowledge local check. What kind of bonus do we get? You get a plus two from, like, being in the file room, and you can make it untrained. 19. History. 13 for history. 23. Both of mine are equal. Okay. Nine. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Matumbe, you took this hammer. And I think you rest it down on the desk as you read through the files. And you find a file that says, Ispin Onyx Cudgel, alias Mosswater Marauder. As you read into his file, you find that only five years before his hometown of Mosswater was destined to be overrun and ruined by monsters from the nearby river, Ispin Oxcudgel was a well-liked artisan and a doting husband. When he discovered his wife's infidelity, he flew into a jealous rage and struck her dead with his hammer, shattering her, her skull and his sanity with one murderous blow. Racked with shame and guilt, Ispin became convinced that if he could rebuild his wife's skull, she would come back to life. But unfortunately, he could not find the last blade-shaped fragment from the murder site. So instead, Ispin became the Mosswater Marauder. Over the course of several weeks, the cunning dwarf stalked and murdered nearly 20 people while searching for just the right skull fragment. He was captured just before murdering the daughter of a visiting nobleman from Varno and was carted off to Harrowstone the same night. And that's what you read in his file, or a summary of what you read in his file. Okay. Eclipse. You find another file. Name unknown. Alias, the Piper of Ilmarsh. Before he snatched his victims, the piper taunted his targets with a mournful dirge on his flute. He preferred to paralyze lone victims by dosing their meals with lich dust and then allowed his pet sturges to drink the victims dry of blood. That's all you find. Other two don't really find any additional information. Okay. Um, I would relay that to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would share the story as well. Same, of course. Okay. And then time for bed. But now you guys kind of have like a, I think a, a decent MO on each of the, each of the five that you're looking to defeat in this prison. Yeah. yeah, I know. Actually, for the first time in this prison, myself as a player and Ikmer is a little bit confident, to be honest. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, same here. Actually, like we know what we had to do, we know how to do it. We're gonna fuck it up. We'll see what happens. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, but we know how we're going to fuck it up. We like, know how we're yeah. going to fuck it up. So, you guys, it's dark out. You congregate in the warden's room, which is the room that you felt safe in. I think Lyra sits down at the warden's desk, and you guys kind of have torch. Maybe you had some spare candles, have some candlelight going in this room. What is Lyra doing? So after getting all of this, all of this information, Lyra is feeling more hopeful than she's felt in a long time. Uh, and she just kind of thinks back to when all of this started at that uh, outward inn where we all had our heroes read. Yeah. So Lyra is going to write a letter and it's going to say, Dear A, I hope this letter finds you because I need help. I'm not sure who else to turn to. When we met, you said you saw a special power in me and you are not the only one to see it. There is a young Nathalgu following me. It is nearly cost myself and my friends our lives. We both grow stronger, but it outpaces me in nearly every way. My only saving grace is my friends. It's not death that I fear. It's the lifetime of madness that this creature brings that worries me. You saw into my past, and maybe you know more than I of the terrible things I was forced to do. I can't go back to that life. Have you dealt with these creatures in the past? Do you know how to defeat it, or at least protect against it? Please respond at your earliest convenience by sending a letter to the Lower Moore Estate. Sincerely, Lyra. P.S. The Harrow deck you gave me gained a new card, the Prince of Wolves to be precise. I'm still new to Harrow reading, but I know this is not a standard card. What does this mean, and where did it come from? And then she finishes writing the letter, and she remembers back that he said if she ever needed help to write a letter and it would find him. So she's hoping that's still the case. She has faith in that. Mm-hmm. Harrow card. Aw, oh, yeah. Woot, woot. Wah, wah, wah. The juggler, which is a That is a good, good card. card. So you get advantage. Nice. That's nice. That is a good one. Can we have an inventory on the cards that we have right now? Yes. I have two good cards, and the group has a bad card. And I think Steve also... Steve has a bad card. Sure did, because... And I, I have a neutral. Because I remembered uh, how to use one neutral. of my Orisons. <laughs> nice job. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Rewarded for doing my job. Being confident. I was so frustrated. Anyways, I have a neutral still. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have any, so yeah. You had one. I forget what you burned it on. Uh, I think it was on some death that was about to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's the issue. It was always out because Brooks, as a player, is very much like I will burn my card on someone else. You know, I no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. So you all finally go to sleep in the warden's office. You feel kind of safe here. But Eclipse dreams. And she sees a familiar man standing in front of her with an axe in his hand. 
Oh, I'm so glad we're getting closer. I'm so excited to meet you. I've been watching you. I've seen what you've done in Ravengrow. I've seen, I've seen you. You seem like such a do-gooder. <laughs> we're going to change that, aren't we? And he raises the axe and he brings it down on you. Eclipse, make me a will save. Shit. I think Will's pretty good for me. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a 16, which, uh, what is this against? Is it mind affecting or shadow? Is my sword warm? Neither. Neither? <laughs> All right. Is so. my sword warm? <laughs> it's neither. Uh, 19. So you wake up and. You don't feel great, but you feel okay. And then you kind of like flex your muscles, and I think the rest of you start to wake up. (laughs) Yes. It followed us all the way out here. (laughs) And you guys feel a little stronger, a little more resilient, a little more ready to face the dangers lower in the prison because you have all reached level three. So what I'd like to do... (laughs) What I would like to do is roll health on air for the first time in this podcast because I don't believe we did it for level two. So we'll start with Matumbe. Matumbe, I believe, has a D8 of health, correct? That is correct. And I do want to call to attention... um, you may not have noticed it because of the editing, but right now we had somebody enter the studio. The Hideous Laughter podcast for the first time is being recorded in front of a live audience. And for the first time in my life, I'm going to roll the D8 that my good buddy Timmy from Wisconsin uh, got for me. It's, yeah, a, it's an official Rise of the Rune Lords die, and I'm going to see how shitty I roll with it. What'd you get, bud? Actually, I can't tell if that's a one or not because it's... No, that's definitely a one. You got a one? (laughs) Well, guess what? I hate you, Tim. Your good buddy Griff got a seven. Yeah, get it! (laughs) (laughs) Now, I believe Ikmer is a D10. That's a D10. So let's roll. Okay, I got a six. What did you get? A ten. Nice. All right. Live audience is loving this. (laughs) (laughs) Occultists are D8s, correct? Yeah, D8. So why don't we go ahead and roll. What'd you get? What did you get? I'll say after you. (laughs) I got Nate. I got Nate as well. (laughs) That's so cute. So I get 16? No, you don't get 16. They're such a cute couple. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. And Lyra? Seven? Five. Wow. wow! Good round. Nice good health, round. guys. Good job. All healthed up. So, I pulled a sneaky on you and had you level up beforehand. Let's go around the room. Tell me one interesting thing you got at level three, Matumbe. Okay, so I believe everybody got a feat at level three. I'm going to cheat really fast and sneak out a... Uh, uh, an interesting thing before my other interesting thing. Um, I took the feat warrior priest, which I feel like is very appropriate for my class. Fitting, fitting. Um, 
So it's it's a weird feat because it's kind of a split of two different of two different feats. I get a plus one to my initiative and I get a plus two to my concentration checks. So I thought that's pretty uh, um, that would be pretty efficient for somebody who casts sometimes cast spells in combat. Like <laughs> and other times stands thirty feet away and casts disrupt undead. Uh, yeah, uh, for the past eight episodes. So, but what what yes. My character has flaws. <laughs> the live audience is loving this. Um, so at third level, the Inquisitor gets um, some bonus feats, but specifically they have to be teamwork feats. Um, basically for the people that who don't play Pathfinder, think of it like when you level up, you get something special, but it relies on other people that you work with being special. Um, the good thing about the Inquisitor, though, is you have to pick these extra teamwork feats, but you also get this thing called solo tactics, which means you get the teamwork feats, but the people you work with don't have to be special. They don't have to have the teamwork feats. (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, But the teamwork feat that I chose was one called Lookout, which basically means whenever we are rolling for to act in a surprise round of in combat. If one of my team members succeeds and is going to act in that, um, in that surprise round, but Matumbe fails, Matumbe can also act in the surprise round. If one of my team members succeeds and Matumbe also succeeds, Matumbe doesn't just get the one move or standard action. He gets a full round in the surprise round. It should be useful for haunts. Yeah, you'd think so. Absolutely. I'd imagine. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. What did Ikmer get that's really cool at level three? Well, uh, level level three isn't too interesting for a fighter other than... Would you get the, more feats? Uh, <laughs> yeah, strange enough, a fighter got another feat. Uh, I chose antagonize this time. And so that is, I can make a diplomacy or intimidate check, and the creature, as long as they can understand me, can respond uh, accordingly. Uh, a intimidate check makes them want to attack me and only me via spell, melee attack, range attack, or whatever they do. Or a diplomacy would uh... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The live audience is loving this. Well, a diplomacy check will... Uh, do something else that we will figure out when it happens. But to be honest, a half orcs intimidate check is definitely going to be way better. Probably going to use so, intimidate more yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. and definitely. Well, and what I think is really cool about it is that as the party tank trying to hit me is exactly what I want them to do. And so if I intimidate them into hitting me, and they try to hit me and can't hit me. It saves everyone else around, so that's fantastic. Yep, I mean, I think that's like, that's basically the Pathfinder equivalent of trying to do aggro and like an MMO. It's just, it's more difficult to do that because you have an intelligent person 
playing the enemies as well in Pathfinder, but but yeah, that's a definitely great mechanical way of kind of doing what Ickner has been trying to do for most of this AP, which is try and get between somebody and him and and kind of face all of that damage. Absolutely. Eclipse, anything cool happen at level three? Well, I have got a feat, of course, and then also I got another um, occultist... What is it called? I got another focus power. That is what it's called. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I'll be touching more things besides objects because I now can touch people and actually heal them. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where's Horace so, when you need him, right? Jesus Christ, stop. Ladies. No. Touch <laughs> oh, touch me. I need you. Can we stop? Uh, <laughs> I guess I... I shouldn't have said anything anyways oh go on my the feat that i took though is extra mental focus and so okay so you get more focus points a day right exactly so now i'm up to eight uh that means i can do my mind barrier for a minus six of damage i can do my mind seed for 30 minutes i can do a lot of a lot of those things and i can do them more often cool which is fun. My energy ray also got more powerful. And then I heard people who were upset with me for not taking knowledge religion. Oh, me? Uh, <laughs> more than you. It's a few people. So I took knowledge religion wow. off my back. Congrats. Yeah. You did right. it. I put a pen in every it. knowledge. That's my whole thing. Cool. Well, I can't think of a time when your mind steed has ever come in handy, so... <laughs> Save your ass. I can't think of a time I've ever been conscious when that's ever... If I don't remember it, it doesn't count. <laughs> Just like your bachelor party. <laughs> so, Lyra, what'd you get? Like that, Emily. <laughs> well, actually, level three was a pretty good level for Lyra. She has a revelation... Oh, nice. Yeah, which is pretty cool for an oracle, but because of her archetype, that replaces uh, the oracle revelation. And so now she can inspire competence with her singing, so she can sing. Get a little more bardy. Yeah, yeah. So now she can do a plus two to skill checks when singing for everyone, which probably come in handy. Yeah, and then she also got a feat and a new spell. So she's going to be summoning some monsters in the Ooh, future. Nice. Summon monster one? Yes. Useful. Does that mean you can copy down summon monster four from the spell book? So I she's wish. not, she's not like, like Matumbe is, is a prepared caster, so he can have stuff in his spell book. She's a spontaneous caster, so it doesn't matter if she has a spell right in front of her. It's not like. It's not like like a wizard would be able to write spells in a spell book and then have those spells to use later. A sorcerer knows a certain amount of spells and doesn't get a bonus like spell of a certain level if they, you know, read a spell essentially or have a spell book. Okay, so Lyra casts similar to a sorcerer. Yes, exactly. They oracles are like the sorcerer to a cleric. Okay. So from memory. Cool. I like it. Okay, cool, guys. Well, congratulations on level three. And you know what? Before we face the denizens of the deep and head down into, I'm sure, where you're going is the basement of this evil, evil prison. I'm going to need to ask you to finish your drinks. Because we'll see you next week. Knew it. (laughs) 